This is the Time Out with Shore Sports Podcast, covering sports on the shore with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mike. Episode number 48, Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Mark Potter, Mike Bradley, yes, two weeks in a row. Shocker, we've got a podcast for you. Hey, a couple of weeks ago, that was not on me. Yeah. <laughs> so, but so, I have had a few uh, Mondays off. Yeah. So, yeah. so here we are, and uh, what did we just wrap up? Week seven, right? So, yes, indeed. Yep. Two weeks left yeah. of the regular season. Don't forget out. To, don't forget to get out those point standings. Yeah, yeah, and I've got them. And this portion of the podcast is. Sponsored by our friends at Peretmoy Therapy Associates, located at 460 Main Street in Stevensville. Let Rick Perret and the staff get you back to feeling new again, accepting most insurance policies. So step away from the pain by calling Peretmoy Therapy Associates at 410-604-2982. I was in to see Rick last week, and, and he's busy, so that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely a good thing, But uh, and he's doing well. He spent this past. I mean, I hate to see people in pain, but at yeah. least they're going to the right well, people. They're not in pain when he's done with them. So, well, no, yeah. but they're coming to get worked out. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he actually spent the weekend in New York City. Mm-hmm. Could you picture Rick in New York City? <laughs> so, but uh, but yeah, he he spent the weekend in New York City to uh, celebrate his daughter's birthday. So that, oh, okay. that was cool that he got to do that. Nice. Uh, let's start with this week's Overtime Live Preston Ford Game of the Week presented by Best Western Plus Easton for All Seasons and Kona Ice. Another Kona Ice tailgate party. And uh, boy, I tell you what. What a game. Another really good game. The score didn't indicate it. The final score didn't indicate it. But I thought it was a really good game. Oh, it was. It was, yeah. I, I, Queen Anne's pulled away at the end, especially after they recovered that onside kick. But it was an outstanding game. Two straight weeks that we've had them, and we, we expected that to be the case. Yeah, and yeah, I kind of thought we were headed to a final score that would be who had the ball last or who could kick a field goal. Sure. I mean, we had three field goals in the game, which is a little unusual for us. Well, you know Coach Coleman always has good kickers, and that goes back to when he coached Cambridge, and they've always had excellent kickers. Brogan Eastlack plays soccer for Decatur as well, and, uh, well, let's just say Coach Coleman convinced him to play football too, (laughs) so he's there. And then, uh, yeah, Queen Anne's has a pretty good kicker himself. I know he had a tough uh, outing against Easton, not all his fault two weeks ago, but, uh, you know, that that happens, but uh, he bounced back last week. Yeah, it was really good to see him make that one because – it's going to boost the kids, sure. you know, uh, you know, boost his confidence, of course. And, you know, that's one thing that we have to remember through all of this is these are kids. These are high school kids. They're not, you know, they're not men getting paid to play college football or professional football. Yeah, And I think the one thing that you see still in high school, you've seen a lot of evolving of offense, for instance, and we've seen passing more than ever and offenses go to spreads and such and it's not the the contained eight nine guys in a box you used to see defenses of evolved. the one thing you haven't seen as much of though you don't still see 
the kicking aspect of it, there's still some – you have some guys that are decent punters, but in terms of kicking field goals and all that, you still don't have a lot of those guys on the football team. That's one aspect that I feel like has lagged behind is special teams and kickers. Maybe we'll start to see more as time goes on, but that's one area that we haven't caught up with yet, No, I, at least I would, on the in the bay side. I would agree with you on that. Yeah. So, uh, K.J. Smothers, I had no idea he had 50 carries – 350-some yards. You called the the game. game. (laughs) No, I I I know. know. Those numbers did seem more. I mean, look, I'm here here producing it. I'm with you. When I saw that number Sunday morning uh, that Hoffie and the Star Democrat had, I I was like, I don't remember being 50 times. I mean, 30 times, yeah, okay, but 50? No way. Well, that's what they say. 50 carries, 350-some yards, four touchdowns, and K.J. Smothers is getting it done. There's no doubt about it. And you know, I mean, and kudos to Coach Waters in getting Ashton Sywald involved a little bit more this week they did. with the counter. Remember, we, yeah. we did, talked a couple of weeks ago where they didn't pull the counter out until late in the game against Easton. Uh, but they pulled the counter or the end around, you know, whichever one you want to call it, uh, able to get uh, Sywald into the end zone a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he had, I think, 70-some yards on the day. Yeah, he had two touchdowns. Yeah. Well, it goes back to, Mark, something that I said last week to you. And, look, you're a coach. You know when you've got such a good player – Okay, don't don't get away from what's good. Give the guy the ball left, right, up the middle and all that. But at the same time, you do want to keep other guys active and engaged. And also, if that star player should be shut down or contained or gets hurt, you got to have some other guys be able to step up. That's important to have some other guys like a Seawald, uh, like a Roy, be involved in your offensive game plan or vice versa defensively as well. And we've talked about Ken Island with that as well. And, and Coach Sofanowski said, yeah, we know we've got Heath, but we got other guys that are getting involved that we're trying to get the ball to. So they're aware of that. But as always, that's the fine line that you walk between making sure you don't overthink it and get away from giving the ball to your best player. But at the same time, you got to have some other guys be uh, contributors. Jai Roy with three uh, three catches on the day on Friday as well. Um, but, you know, it's, I was talking to a fan before the game, and they were wondering – why don't they put Sywald in more at running back instead of K.J. Smothers? Kind of give him a break and everything. And then they said, I think Sywald's a better running back. And I said, whoa. Um, (laughs) (laughs) While Sywald is a good running back and Uh, K.J. Smothers is a good running back, they are two completely different running backs. Was that was that was that fan not at the Easton game the <laughs> week before? Or let's put it this way: I have to assume after the game against Decatur, his mind has changed. <laughs> uh, yeah. I would hope so. Yeah, I mean yeah. Uh, Smothers is just—he's a man <laughs> among boys, and yeah. you know you got to load up. I mean, everybody knows you have to stop KJ Smothers when you play Queen Anne's, and huh. so far over the last two weeks. The man's gotten 300 and uh, what, 690 yards plus rushing. Nobody's done it. Yeah. Now, and correct me if I'm wrong, though, uh, uh, Mark. I mean, as we know, for years, Queen Anne's ran a double wing, but they're running out of shotgun spread, yeah. are they not? Yeah. So there's the difference is that defensively, you got to go out and defend those receivers. Now, whether or not you decide to put a, a single safety over top or allow your corners to be one on one or your backers in the slot, if, if, if that's how you're playing it. So that makes 
makes it more difficult on the defense and, and easier on the offense to open up that box to be able to run the football and you've got to pick your poison but in years past a guy like him it would be a contained box and, and maybe a little easier for the defense to defend it nowadays with the spreads it's not as easy well and it's it's a spread but it isn't a spread they do so much i mean they will spread out they'll go you know too wide on each side they'll go trips on a side yeah. uh they but got, it's, they it's getting gy- guys out of the box though they have gyroy that'll line up as a tight end he'll line up as an h-back right they'll go with a wing back and and the h-back mm-hmm. um yeah, they'll go with a power pistol, so to speak. Maybe you know where they got the uh, the quarterback, and they have Coles next to him, and then right behind, behind them yeah. is you know. And so you got lead blocking, and right. they just they can yeah. do so much. Yeah, you know, and and I think that that creates matchup problems, and it, I think it created matchup problems for Decatur the other night in the sense that they just didn't have an answer for. KJ's mothers. Yeah. Well, and talking to Coach Coleman the week before, he said, yeah, look, obviously you you got to try to tackle him and you got to have all guys. I mean, he's the target. We got to bring him down. But he also talked about the fact with uh, a younger defense and maybe a lighter defense that maybe a year or two from now after being more physically developed, being in the weight room more, they're maybe better able to handle that. But right now they're not, and you saw that. And, and look, the Lions have had a multiple combinations on their own line. They're a youngish team as well. But clearly, between the line and Smothers himself, they were able to get the job done. Yeah, looking at the other side of the ball, um, Queen Anne's did a nice job for the most part against the Tapley-Coleman offensive attack. Um, Bryce Coleman got loose for a couple of passes, uh, um, you know, but I thought Sywald did a nice job pretty much shutting them down in a sense. I mean, they scored 28 points, you know, two of which were field goals. Don't get me wrong. And one was on a kickoff return by Luke Murga. Right. Yeah. You know, so in terms of the actual base offense, right. they were held to two, two scores. So, which brings me to this, and, and I have to be careful saying this because we're going down to – uh, Decatur, my JV team is going down to Decatur on Thursday, and Decatur's JV team—they uh, beat Queen Anne's last week, thirty to nothing, mm-hmm. uh, or twenty to nothing. I'm sorry. The week before, they lost to Caroline, twenty to nothing. You watch the tape; they look like two totally different teams. You know, um, it can happen. Yeah, I know. And you know, so going down there. You know, they might take what I get ready to say and just say, I'll prove a point. You want identity? I'll give you identity and just beat the living <laughs> hell out of us. Um, but when I look at when I look at Decatur, you know, and, and yes, they are young. They're very young. Yeah, I thought Tapley did a good job the other night. He did what he was asked to do. He scored early on. Yeah. yeah. And but what is their identity? You know, they'll go with a spread. Mm-hmm. They have Shockley in the backfield as mm-hmm. their running back. I think he ran the ball maybe three, four times the other night. I don't recall him running the ball, handing it off to him more than that. I could be wrong, you know, but it was a lot of quarterback runs. And they they run a lot when Coleman was a starter. Right, which which Um, is fine. But what is their offensive identity? And and I think that is – I don't know if, you know, Russell Croto, the offensive coordinator, is still – feeling that out mm-hmm. um you know or, or what the case is but what are they going to do because right now you can key on the quarterback and murgot and coleman if coleman's out wide outside of that they don't have any threats you know they don't well, have they don't have that stud running back you know like queen Anne's did or, or like ken island does 
but at the same time. Yeah, Shockley's time, solid, but he's not any of those guys, right? But they're, they're still winning. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. They're, they're winning. Yeah. But when I saw them against Ken, you know, Queen mm-hmm. Anne's, and as I was sitting thinking about their upcoming game with Easton, yeah. you know, what is their identity? What mm-hmm. are they trying to do? Yeah, I, I mean, I still think at their core, they want to be a throwing team. I mean, you saw last year that they implemented, and two years ago, I should say, I guess really spring of 21 was that opportunity because there was no um, – no schedule in the mm-hmm. uh, in twenty because of COVID, I, th- that they wanted to come out to be that air raid type throwing offense. Now, what you see from them is they love to throw a lot of wide receiver screens, right. which are really extended run plays. Correct. So at their core, that's what I think what they still ultimately want to do. I, I I know Coleman though realized Coach Coleman realizes the importance of a run game and trying to build that up and have that there at their disposal. But I think ultimately they still want to be a passing team. But you've got you know Bryce who had to step up to be quarterback at least initially until Tapley was ready. Tapley gets the start. But you're right. I, I think they are trying to figure that out and the right mix and develop the receivers, you know, outside of a Murgot, you know, and, and a Coleman, um, you know, that tribe-wise. We talked about the sophomore, right. and they've got two other sophomores there as well. Um, but, yeah, I think they're trying to figure it out, and they've shown flashes. I, there hasn't been the consistency, and I think I talked about that a couple weeks ago. Um, I, doing the Parkside game with them, you would see times where, hey, they looked really good, but at other times it just it, it just wasn't there they look kind of sloppy and, and we know coach Croto uh he gets emotional at times and, a little and, yeah and and so I you know you we would could hear, hear it in the him booth. from his box the yeah. other night yeah so and the you know, high high standards so I I think ultimately they want to be a passing team but within that though there's a lot of ball control plays where they like to get guys in space they they attempted to go downfield this year and they just haven't connected you know not that Bryson doesn't have the arm but they've missed on a lot of deep throws and so the explosive play has hasn't been there for them this year um and that's just the way it goes we'll see what happens with tapley but also realize now they're transitioning or at least it appears that they're transitioning where they want to get tapley in more he's earned that and he's shown so far in a small sample size okay where coleman can go back to wide receiver form and, and i think maybe that's hopefully the approach as they go into the playoffs but also they want tapley i would assume to be the starter next year so coleman can be full-time at wide receiver for a senior year yeah and i think that helps them a little bit too putting Coleman back out at wide out. Oh, absolutely. It, it can get Murgot off the field a right. little bit to, right. to catch some, you know, breaths because, I mean, he's both ways, special teams, he's everything to them. Yeah, uh, yeah so I, I think that'll help them identity-wise. I think we'll still see Bryson Coleman at quarterback some. Yeah. Um, you know, we saw him come in late in the game, and uh, it, it's going to be an interesting matchup this week. Of course, 46-28, the final there. On Friday night, uh, Queen Anne's victorious over Decatur. Queen Anne's this week will go to Y High, who Decatur beat 13-12. So Decatur has the ability to, I mean, they shut down uh, Leatherberry and Darius Foreman. Well, they were good in the red zone. Y High moved the ball between the 20s, but they did a good job in the red zone. So that's, I mean, that's how that game went. Yeah. So, but they still came away with a W. So that was yeah, impressive. I, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying that they came up big when they had to, but right. it, 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 they, you know, they were giving up yards in between the 20s. But hey, that <laughs> to why high these guy athletes, you're not going to shut them down completely. So that's going to be a great Thursday night game. Queen Anne's at Y High. And, uh, you know, watching that one, um, you know, does Y High have the ability? to slow down K.J. Smith. You're not going to shut him down, but if you slow him down and make somebody else beat you, 
you know, does Why High have that ability to do just that? Well, I thought they would be able to contain Casey Heath against Ken Island. They did not. Right. Uh, but they have been pretty good all the other times. I mean, you saw them in the Easton game. Right. Uh, that defense, and they really just got after it with four guys. And, right. and sometimes with uh, two linebackers up near the line of scrimmage. But they didn't have to get fancy, Mark. You, you did the game. But that is going to be the question mark. I think they'll on the surface right now, taking a look between the two teams, I always start a quarterback. What are the differences between Foreman and uh, with uh, Devin Wright? And then also, though, from a standpoint of who has more weapons that can attack the other team's defense right now? You'd have to give that edge to Wicomico. That's not to say they're going to win the game, but I'm just saying they've got seemingly more weapons, but that's also because Queen Anne's has one of, if not the best back in the Bayside. Yeah, so you've got Foreman and Leatherberry who are, you know, Queen Anne's has to dial up that stop. they got two freshmen starting in the secondary there on the on for Queen Anne's. Yeah. They're going to have to stop Leatherberry and his deep routes. Do you put Sywald on him? Maybe. You know, do you bracket him? I I don't know. Easton tried to bracket him, and it still didn't work out so well. Foreman was able to run all over the place, and you know, and that he's got that ability. And they got a few. Why has got a few other guys? They've got another receiver too, and they've got a couple other backs back there, or running backs that get, that mix in that do a pretty solid job. But flipping around, the Why High defense has got to you know uh, contain yeah. KJ Smothers. So I, I think we're in for a high scoring affair there. At uh, at Y High on Thursday night, looking forward to being able to watch that one from afar. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, our Preston Ford game of the week, presented by Best Western Plus Easton Four L Seasons and Kona Ice on Friday night. We've got Decatur at Easton, and I, I think two similar teams. We've had these teams in you know, the last couple of years when they've played. Mm-hmm. And Russ Croto used to be the offensive coordinator for Matt Griffith. Now it's Brendan Pfeiffer, you know, and Croto's down there at Decatur where he's been for a few years. And those two, Croto and Griffith are good friends. They talk all the time. I don't know if they're going to talk this Maybe week Maybe not this not. week. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, yeah. but uh, Croto's going to be our booth neighbor this coming uh, Friday mm-hmm. night. So, you know, it, it'll be interesting. He's going to be sitting right next to me. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, and again, you start at the quarterback position. Who gets a start in that one? Will Tapley go again? Will they have to mix in Coleman? Uh, I, I mean, I'm sure that, that I mean, we know that'll give the defense more of the half to to be able to game plan. So I would expect you may see both, but I'm sure that ideally they'd love to stick with one quarterback. I, I think they're going to – my personal opinion, not that I know, but I, I think they're going to start Tapley. I really do. Yeah, I do too, but, I but how much does it gives them more play? options. It gives them more options with Coleman out at wide receiver. Tapley hasn't had a problem with making a throw. Mm-hmm. All right? That's true. And, you know, he's made the throws that he's had to make, and, and he's got feet. You know, he was able to rush for a I was going to say, what, what did he look like in terms of running? Yeah, I mean – I didn't get to fine. see – they didn't and, really run him against was, Carolina. And he was comfortable. Yeah. You know, he looked comfortable. Well, that's, you know, so, that's big. Yeah, but it, but Gr- uh, O'Connor still has the experience factor. Oh, and, and, and they're at home. So absolutely. those are some things to consider. Yeah. And look, to care, excuse me, Easton's uh, front seven, especially the front line, has been outside of the Wicomico game. They've been really good at stopping the run. Does that matter as much in this game? Not necessarily. Because like we talk about, Decatur, I still at their core, they want to throw the football. They do love their wide receiver screens. They're more of a horizontal and intermediate passing team right now uh, than deep down the field. But with Coleman, that changes. Uh, I, I, but will Decatur change it up and throw a game plan of, hey, we're going to try to run Adam Heavy 
and and catch them off guard. Well, I mean, hey, let's face it. We all know that Jake Coleman is the master of coming up with a different game plan with something you don't expect. He did it all the time at Cambridge with his, uh, what was it, his Viking package or whatever, where they go, you know, more of a... Uh, or Vegas, you mean? Yeah, Vegas. Well, that's, that's more that's of a goal line package. Yeah, but, but, yeah. but still, I mean, he came out and he'd run that and, you know, and... Pound, pound, pound. That's what they did. Mm-hmm. You know, wildcat formations and things like that. Yeah. You know, maybe he's got that trick up his sleeve. I mean, yeah. he's the, him and Croto are great coaches, and they've got Todd Apple on the defensive side, and, you know, they are very well coached there at Decatur. You know that. Their only hindrance has been they're young, and you would expect that they're going to get better, and these games against a tougher competition are going to get them ready for the playoffs. Coleman said it himself on mm-hmm. Friday night after the game. If you recall, Potter, last week, I mean, last year, we lost to Queen Anne's, right. and then we came back and beat them in the playoffs. No. So now, right, different different team though. You had a lot of lot of seniors on that team that you expected would bounce back against the Queen Anne's team. Still a young team. Are they gonna? Would they be able to do that? We'll have to see. But if at they the play same to. time, I mean, since the MPSSAA has changed the playoff format, you know, to match last year's, mm-hmm. I mean, these are nothing more than nine scrimmages. You'd like to win games so that you can have home playoff games. Yeah, I don't view it that way. Well, you know, but that's how that's how you got to approach it, though. It's, I mean, if you get beat, Decatur lost to Queen Anne's last week. They're five and two now. All right, so after seven weeks, seven scrimmages, they're still in the playoffs. There's not a worry in the world about not making yeah, but the playoffs. You're telling me seeding doesn't matter. I'm saying you would like to and, get a home playoff game, right? But, but at the but, same time, in the courts of North Carolina. You've heard coaches tell you the last couple of weeks, who do you not want to face in the first round of the playoffs? Well, Coleman said North Carolina. Exactly. And because of that, I mean, look at James McCormick. His whole plan now at this point, because he's not going to improve much, you know, seating-wise, is let's get ready for the playoffs. Well, I understand that, but, but if you're telling me that those kids and coaches are saying, oh, well, it's just two and five in scrimmages and, and let's uh, finish strong for the playoffs, I don't think they view that at all. They want to go 9-0. and They want to win the, the 2A slash 3A, however you want to classify it, just like the 1A teams do. I don't think they view it as scrimmages at all. I mean, I, I know what you're saying, and I know the open playoff changes the mentality to an extent in terms of how you view some things, but when it comes down to to it they still want to win their their division if you will and they still want to get w's as compared to l's so i don't i you know to me i just i don't know that rubs me the wrong way when i hear nine scrimmages i I understand what you're saying but at the same time the coaches the kids aren't thinking that the coaches know that we're in no matter what we're in so because of that nobody's going to go nine and oh this year because I mean, no, everybody's got a could loss. have a few teams go eight and one. Yeah, well, and, and if you think about it, think back to when the playoffs were held just a couple of years ago. Where, yeah. I know, where, and it's lost. Its, and sadly, it's lost its luster that these games don't have as much meaning to them. Because right. to your point about it, but Ken Island still wants to beat Queen Anne's. They're not going to be okay with that loss, uh, even if uh, even though they're getting in the playoffs automatically. But think think about versa. this: four teams, all right, mm-hmm. four teams get into the playoffs out of the two A East. Yeah, all right. This year, as of this past weekend, Ken Island six and one, Easton six and one, mm-hmm. Decatur's five and two, Why High is five and two, Queen Anne's is six and one. One of those teams 
isn't making the playoffs under normal, you know, and you're looking, okay. you could actually, it's the way it goes. <laughs> so you could actually play out the rest of the year because Queen Anne's has a forfeit win. Yeah. Okay. From uh, Washington. Washington. Yeah. Uh, and then you look at their, like right now, they heading into last week, they were five and one. They were averaging 6.0 which is the same as why why high who had one additional loss you know so you could look at that and say if queen anne's were to win out you know it's possible that they could miss the playoffs you know and it's just and i love that i love that well, I, I, well that's what we miss i mean i i understand though that some teams that are probably deserving can get will get in now but in the past where they may not have I, and i get but i still like that exciting nature right. of it and you know washington's a separate story about forfeits and all so that we can take, talk about but that they've taken time. that away and said everybody gets a trophy everybody gets in the playoffs yeah. and and because of that your attitude as a coach is different because once you've got like in caroline's situation they're two and five now what's mccormick gonna say that's all right. We'll get in next week. No, he's going to say, you know what? It doesn't matter the fact that we are two and five now. It's fine. All right. Yeah, I wanted to win. But at this point, let's focus on getting better so that we can wreck someone else's season when the playoffs start. Yeah. No. I mean, at yeah. some point, <laughs> it, at some point, though, if you're not winning enough games, you're not playing well, uh, you're going to be embarrassed in the playoffs at some point. Uh, it's going to happen. I'll and you remember, that. you always remember as a senior, you always remember your last high school game. We'll be back with more Time Out with Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Hi folks, David Wilson Jr. of the Preston Automotive Group here. Did you know that we can deliver your vehicle straight to your home or office? You can view and purchase vehicles from Preston's complete inventory online at PrestonMotor.com. Preston Automotive Group is here to ensure you get exactly what you've been looking for. We can even custom order select brands straight from the source. Integrity, urgency, teamwork, personal growth, attention to detail, community. These are the core values we live by here at the Preston Automotive Group. We're family, friends, and professionals. Visit us online at PrestonMotor.com to get started today. And this portion of the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast is brought to you by the Edge Training Academy, where passion meets performance, located in Stevensville at 112 Long Canoe Circle in the Chesapeake Bay Business Park, now offering 24-hour gym access. More information at theedgetrainingacademy.com. Got to start off by saying congratulations to uh, uh, David Wilson and his lovely wife, Amanda. Uh, Thursday night, uh, Amanda gave birth to D3. That's right, David the Third. Um, and uh, that's why David Wilson Jr. was not available to uh, broadcast the game with us on Friday night. But uh, congratulations to them uh, on the birth of their uh, bouncing baby boy. He yeah, was, that's awesome. And, yeah, 10 days early. So, yeah. Yeah, so well, it's probably better that happened than oh, Mark, I got the call. I got to sorry, right, I've, right. I need to leave you alone. Uh, I've got bigger game. things than a high school football <laughs> game. <so>. That's right. <laughs> um, by the way, I'm, I'm curious to get your take real quickly. I know we talked to Cater and Queen Anne's quite a bit, so we're going to be moving on from that. But were you surprised about the? And correct me if I'm wrong. I think at that point, Queen Anne's was. I know they were up at least by a touchdown. I want to say they were up by ten points. But were you surprised by the onside kick? Well, or was that not planned well, I, that way? Or? Well, I was surprised by it but uh, as coach waters said in the post-game interview during the docs uh, downtown grill docs riverside grill sunset grill post-game wrap-up he said his special teams coach came to him and said hey what do you think about an onside here because they've been kicking it and 
Decatur's been getting field position out of those kicks. I mean, Murgott had taken one to the house a little bit before that. Uh, they opened a kickoff with the return to the 50. So they didn't want to take a chance. So I get the onside kick, and it it went right to the Decatur guy. It just bounced off of him. Well, you did say that. But yeah. they were on th- and I understand that aspect of it, but still – if they recover, that's really good field position. You're up 11 there. Why take that chance? Why not? I mean, you're up 11. It was in the if fourth they score, quarter. Right. If, well, i, I, I got to see how much time there was. Yeah. But if they score and get a two-point conversion, it's a field goal game then. Yeah, but but they were still and ahead. They, and Decatur's got a kicker. They still had to stop K.J. Smothers. Okay. How many times okay. did they stop K.J. Fair, Smothers? Okay, fair, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. But Quaid Ann's defense hadn't done too much in the way of stopping them. I mean, some, what, but not what, entirely. What did they get? They, they got uh, two touchdowns, a kickoff return for a touchdown, and three field goals, two field goals. Right, but those field goals are into scoring territory, though. Still, only two field goals and two touchdowns and a kick return. Well, I'm just saying it wasn't as if Decatur wasn't able to move the football. They they hadn't shown the ability to move the football on them. That's all I'm saying. Right. But I I, I hear you. I got it. I just I understand why. Why kick it? You know, and take a chance. Kick it to the front line and see what happened. And then they did it again, and that second time with even less time on the clock. You can only recover it. But I would still rather, let's just say I'm kicking off the Murgot if, if you don't kick it away from him. Don't I, kick it to him. I, well, I know. But, well, they did, and he scored. Don't so. kick it to Baker but, either. But let's just say <laughs> that one of those two guys gets it. Let's just say they get it to 20-yard line I w- or 10-yard line. I would rather them have to go 85 or 90 yards on a drive than give it to them at midfield and cut down the length of field they have to drive by almost half. They weren't going 80 or 90 yards. They were going 50 or 60. It wasn't much. So what was it? Even when they kicked off to him, they still returned it to at least the 40. So it, it, okay. what was it going to matter? 10 okay. more yards? Take okay. a shot. Well, and, that, and it paid off for Fair him. enough. You know, it paid off for him. Well, uh, no faith in covered, coverage team there. Well, hell no. The guy already returned <laughs> to 85 yards. There's gotcha. no faith. Kick the ball out of bounds. I got gotcha. you. Know? I gotcha. maybe, they'll, maybe they'll take the penalty, and then they start at the 35. You you have made the argument, so <laughs> I, I, I I understand it. I'm not saying it was the wrong decision. I was just curious about nah. the, the thinking and, and, and ferreting out a little bit. I do have to say, though, Mark, and you I, did you hear me comment at the beginning of Overtime Live about this? I saw a tweet. On Twitter now, you're on Twitter. I'm not. Right. You're on, and I saw a tweet from a coach that that may represent the Lions, and it showed the scoreboard picture, and it said still haven't played anybody yet. Right. Oh, okay. Now, I now I re- I responded to that. Okay. Because as we've talked about between Queen Anne's was ranked third last week, Easton mm-hmm. second. Now again, Easton beat Queen Anne's head to head, and Easton had. Uh, more decisive wins against North Carolina Parkside than Queen Anne's did. But what did I say, though? Okay, up until the Easton game, compared to some other teams, they hadn't played the tough teams. Right. And last two weeks ago against Easton, albeit a tight game, and they missed a field goal at the end, that's great. They still lost the game. So, great. They won this game, and they deserve major kudos. Obviously, I think nobody doubted that they wouldn't be able to play well against good teams. But the facts were the facts. And so to put that up there, to me, it's like, well, what, what kind of misstatement are you but, making? The the fact was that they hadn't played quite the level that they had up until Easton. They played Easton. They lost. They bounced back, and they had a very decisive win against Decatur. But you put that up there, and I'm saying, well, I'm sorry. You're not making any points 
to make me look bad because I still feel I'm in the right. And still, Easton had more decisive wins. They beat QA head-to-head. I'm not moving Queen Anne's above Easton because of the win. I, I think what you saw was coach speak. Yeah, I know. Okay, I, know. And, I mean, we're having and, fun with it, but, yeah, you know. I, and, but yeah. it was coach speak. And, yeah, they up until the win this week, they hadn't beat anybody. But that can't well, I wouldn't say that, that, but I'm that, just saying that, they hadn't beaten be, a team in the top five. That can't be a, a knock on Queen Anne's because they played the and schedule. And that's exactly that what was, I've said. Yeah, they played then, the schedule. Was do, that was no need to fire back out. then. However, <laughs> know that they're running the gauntlet now yeah. down the stretch. I mean, right. their their last four weeks are brutal. Yeah. Easton, Decatur, Y High, Kent Island. Right. But what that will do for them is if they come out pretty good – they're going to be playoff ready. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Because every single one of these games, while they're not fighting for their playoffs lives, playoff right. lives because everybody gets in, right. they're fighting for that seating. And they, while they came into this game this week, I think, what, uh, number five in seating, they have a shot. If they went out, they can probably get to number two, you know, so if they went out. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, and I, and I said that, but I don't yeah. I don't think anything that I stated in the past oh, was no. was wrong. They had, you know, and right, and I said you it's know, not their we're fault. We're gonna take you and Rock to dinner. So. And just make you guys. You <laughs> I didn't know. Me- I didn't mention his yeah. name. <laughs> so, but I know. But I, saw, but I, I know, know that was, was. A, I know that was a shot at me. But but the facts were the facts. I, I wasn't wrong in what I said, <laughs> and I never said that they couldn't beat the good teams. And by the way, who picked Queen Anne's over Decatur? I right. did. Right. <laughs> Don't take so, it so personal, Mike. It's okay. Sorry. Uh, speaking of another back that uh, had a lot of carries on uh, Saturday night, Casey Heath had 30 carries for Kent Island, 234 yards, two scores, as the Buccaneers ended up beating North Carolina and ruining their homecoming. 35-7. Keegan O'Brien, 80 yards on 12 carries. Uh, the impressive thing was quarterback Tommy McAndrews, he must have had some wide-open receivers. He was 8 of 14. But 168 yards, Mm -hmm. you know, 168 yards. And the defense stepped up and uh, picked off a couple of passes uh, uh, from Bell on North Carolina. Uh, Lloyd Price had two interceptions, but 35-7. And Ken Island still atop the point standings. Uh, when the week seven results come out tomorrow. Yeah, and look, I thought that was going to be a physical game. I thought the way Carolina had played the week before at Decatur, even though they lost by two, Coach McCormick said he thought that was the best that they had played all year, and, and I concurred with them on that, and then it was not a good a good uh, turnout for them. We'll talk about them in a second, but yeah, I mean, Casey Heath continues to do his thing. We talk about K.J. Smothers, but Casey Heath continues to uh, to be quite a force for the Buccaneers, and I'd still like to know where Coach Farragut I get mixed signals from him because he gives me a little bit of a hard time. And so do you about saying KJ Smothers is the best back. And then, to be fair, I've kind of backed off and said, well, call it however you want. They're 1-1-A, both 1-whatever. They're both extremely valuable to their teams, and their teams wouldn't be where they are today without them. So uh, throw that up in the air. But um, that all said, to the point about getting other guys involved – that's exactly what they did. You see Keegan O'Brien uh, with, uh, with with being able to run the football and McAndrews throwing the football around a little bit, and that's that's important. Yeah, absolutely. So they were they were impressive. And uh, Ken Island this week will play on Saturday at Jam Bennett. And uh, in North Carolina uh, this week they play Parkside. Yeah. Now on Thursday, Coach McCormick said, "Mike, we we were we were terrible. Yeah. Five turnovers." 
fumbled snaps. That's mm. a real issue. And he did not rule out personnel changes. And that may mean at quarterback. Mm. I mean, if you can't get the snaps down, that that's a basic fundamental there. And they really took a step back, which was unfortunate. It's rare that you hear that, hey, we weren't physical enough. But you heard that in the Easton game. I don't know if he outright said that about the game against Ken Island, but he seemed to allude to that. And it's um, it's been a, a trying year uh, for the Bulldogs, who have had an extremely tough schedule and a lot of road games, to be fair to them. But unfortunately, a step back. We'll see if they could take a step forward. Two teams that are reeling because Parkside's lost five in a row. Yeah. So And uh, you've got a battle this Thursday night, a battle of two, two and five teams. Uh, they're both in different playoff divisions. Parkside in the 1A2A. Yeah, that's right. You know, right now, With out Cambridge. of uh, uh, that's a seventeen bracket, and Parkside sixth, and Cambridge comes in fifth, I believe, in that after a forfeit win uh, at four and three now uh, after the forfeit win from uh, uh, Washington. Mm-hmm. But I think I think that's going to be a good one, and uh, I love the folks over there at, at J.M. Bennett. Uh, you great people. But they're going to be overmatched this week with Ken Island. Um, it'll be a chance for a lot of people to play the game. Well, you still got to play the game. Anything can happen. But on paper, this is going to be a cakewalk for Ken Island. Yeah, the Ken Island should win pretty handily. Yeah, yep. so, so pretty much. Yep. Let's move on. And this uh, next portion of the podcast sponsored by our friends at Midshore Exteriors. Handling your roofing, siding, and gutter needs across the shore. Every detail matters. So let the Master Elite GAF certified and Shingle Master Roofers take care of your home or business today. Get more info at midshoreexteriors.com. All right, I want to jump around a little bit. Uh, let's go Easton, uh, J.M. Bennett. We just talked about J.M. Bennett. Easton was up 49-6 to at the half. 49-6. to In that first half, Kevin O'Connor, 7 of 8 for 132 yards and two touchdown passes. Plus, he also... Uh, uh, he threw, I'm sorry, he threw for three touchdown passes and ran for a touchdown. So he had four on the day. Um, O'Connor also had 68 yards. But all he saw was work in the first half because then Coach Griffith went to freshman backup Dustin Blue and put him in at quarterback. And uh, at Griffith, uh, they threw two passes with, uh, with Blue. He was one for two. Okay. Um, yeah, I know in the post game he had said he threw one. Yeah. But he ended up throwing two passes, and they, it was an incomplete pass, but one for two. Um, and Blue ended up with 91 yards uh, carrying the ball for 12, you know, 12 times. So, you know, a, a good time to get some kids in. You know, they tried to get Macy Ramey a touchdown, you know, a kid that you know, doesn't play much, but he's there grunting it out and on the scout team you know, every single day and doesn't miss a practice, doesn't have excuses. And, you know, he he was so close. But, you know, I think he had a couple of rushes. And, you know, he just everybody got to play. Well, it's tough on the Bennett side for the Eastern side games like that. That's where it's great to be able to get those kids in, those scout team guys that rarely play, get them a chance, and hopefully uh, the ability to score, get their name in the paper, et cetera. Uh, absolutely right, but good to see he was able to play. Uh, I'm curious with Blue, and again, you would know better than me, Blue is a freshman running back behind Brandon Jenkins or in the mix along mm-hmm. with yep. uh, And Nick. he's also a linebacker. Right. Is that a long-term plan with him, or is it just, hey, he's he's a backup. He may be a backup next year, so we want to give him experience, but we are planning on him to be along a one-two punch along again next year with Jenkins. I, I think with Blue, because I had him for 
a couple of weeks, you mm-hmm. know, um, preseason until I lost him after yeah. the. Well, I don't even know if he played the first preseason <laughs> game with us, but uh, yeah, he got the hardships plucked. of being a JV he, coach. He got yeah. plucked, and yeah. uh, but again with Griffith, much like McCormick, if they're going to pluck kids from the JV roster, mm-hmm. they're playing significantly. They might not start, but they're going to play significantly. And um, Blue, uh, he's getting spot runs and, and running back, um, and then also. Um, linebacker, you know, so trying to give Kevin O'Connor some blows uh, on on defense uh, for, you know, for the Warriors. Now, the the backup quarterback for Easton is really Blake LaBelle. Right, correct. Right, right. but he right. was... Uh, but he's a senior, a, right? He, he's senior. Yeah. Uh, no, junior. Okay. So, but he was unavailable. I see. Um, okay. You know, during the week, okay. so he didn't get the reps. Okay, I we didn't get that piece of right. information from so, the coach. So okay. he wasn't available during the week, and Griffith okay. said, you know what, Blue's here. Let, we're gonna we're gonna get him ready. Okay, there you go. And, okay, and gotcha. he got gotcha. in. So, okay. um, Blue is a serviceable quarterback, mm, but, okay. I, but I think in the future, um, he's the future of the running back position past Brandon Jenkins. Right, two years um, from now. Yeah, yeah because yeah. you also had Tony Ferrari and you've got uh, uh, Kevin Diet. You know who can get in and run the ball some as well, um, and then at linebacker, that's where Blue is at. Understood. Now, they also picked up another freshman of mine that just moved up last week. Okay, who's and, that? And that is Tremir Thomas. He was our right tackle and a defensive end for us. And uh, he's a kid that played a lot this week. And uh, after talking with Coach Griffith uh, over the weekend, you know, he said Thomas played well. And Thomas is going to be a kid that's going to get some playing time this week. Um, you know, and he's another freshman. You know, then you've got uh, Stanley. Um, you know, the, uh, the freshman. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, in the preview back in the beginning of the year, they said freshman Jeremiah Stanley uh, yeah. has worked out at left tackle. Yeah, and he's he, he's actually more of a D end right now, focused on defense, and okay. he's a starter on the defense. So right now, you look at Easton's roster. We talk about other teams being young. You know, you've got two sophomores at receiver. Yeah. You've got uh, the Mooney kid, and you've got Rab. Then you've got who had two touchdowns, by the way. Right. Then you have Ethan Whalen, who is your center. They're all sophomores. And then you look at the freshmen, and you got Blue, Thomas, and Stanley. You know, so Easton's pretty young too, but at the sense that, you know, those kids are going in and making contributions. So the kid from the JV that came up, you Uh just made mention, uh, because you've got a senior right tackle there, so you're getting him ready for the future. I mean, mean, at least to start the year, uh, Carson Brown, right, right tackle, yeah. yeah. But he's a senior, so you're that. I mean, that's that's a part of personnel yeah. uh personnel use or uh, excuse me uh you know personnel moves and right. looking ahead to the future uh with doing those kinds of things that you see and you're right because we talked about east end 20 seniors on this team but you know before the year even started they only off had like the, 10 off the record yeah right. off the record you were hearing yeah but they're not all going to play it's right. not what you think we're still going to have a decent amount of youth mixed in as well and that's what you're seeing and this eye towards the future as well boy if you can do that and win games in, in the intermediate, that's great. I know that's something we always bring this up as well. That's something, though, that, that, that Coach Coleman had talked about at Cambridge, that if if possible, he's always tried to mix in guys throughout a game, He always looking a little bit to the future, not out of disrespect for the current opponent or anything or the current season, but always trying to get enough guys some experience that when they do have to play next year, they won't be completely wet behind the ears. Well, and I think, you know, you were talking about the quarterback position. Obviously, Kevin O'Connor is a senior. He's yeah. going to Duke next year. Yeah. You know, you've got Blake LaBelle, you got Dustin Blue, 
you got Mike O'Connor. All right, that's uh, uh, Kevin's brother, younger brother, um, that was going to be a JV quarterback. Hopefully he's, healing up. He's yeah. been out this year. Yeah. And then you have a quarterback that I just put in uh, at the JV level to run our offense. And Griffith took one look at him and says, wow, he's electric. <laughs> you know, and uh, it, it wouldn't surprise me. you got to close me. practices and, off and, to the varsity staff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Coach Griffith. So, no, no, not he, nothing to see here, yeah. Coach. Nothing to see here. <laughs> that's right. You know, that's right. And, uh, you got to have him go practice yeah, elsewhere, yeah. like away from your guys, so he doesn't see it. And the coach is like, wait a minute. I didn't see him at practice this week. Who's this guy? Right? So it's going to be yeah. an open competition for quarterback next yeah. year, I think, with the Easter well, Warriors. Well, that's, that's mean, a good, good problem to have. Yeah. And you can't yeah. have enough of them. By the way, and, and I mentioned this quickly to Coach Griffith. I said, well, with Blue, did you throw the ball in the second half? And he mentions this once. He said, well, we don't do, you know, being up the way that they were. Well, we don't do that kind of thing here. Right. And I didn't mean that disrespectfully towards him or Bennett. But if you do have backups in the game, at that point, when you're trying to get them experience, that's a different story than if you have O'Connor out there in the second half still chucking a duck in, you know, up 49 to 6. But with backups, that's a completely different story. So that's the vantage point of where I was coming well, from. And I think that stems, if you go back to remember the why high game with Easton. You right. know, with the with the right. with the late bomb, the nine route <laughs> yeah, to, to, yeah. from Foreman to Leatherbury with his starters, yeah. and then last week, you know that it was forty-two to twenty, 20 and yeah. you know with with Parkside, and then Why High decides to go hurry up and then gets another touchdown with fifteen seconds to left, fifteen seconds left with their starters. You know, to go up 48-20, there's a lot of talk amongst coaches. They won't come on here and tell us that. Yeah. But there's a lot of talk about coaches about that being done. Mm-hmm. And, and oh, okay, so that's what we're going to deal with. Now, the only exception to that, and again, up that big, you risk starters getting hurt when the game's in hand. How does that help you? The only thing that I would say about that uh, was a rivalry Salisbury City Championship game. So I could, I could give a little open the door to that one because if I were playing my arch rival, I want to do the same thing to him. Again, and as I said after the Easton game with Y. But generally, I, I, agree I said yeah. that, you know what, your job's to stop him. Yeah. Score as much as you want, yeah. but just realize uh, that it's always going to come back. It's going to come back yeah. one day. One day, <laughs> your team's yeah. going to suck. Yeah. Okay, and they're going to run it. And up. and these teams that you know, yeah. they're going to score as many points as they can. Yeah. So make sure you take it like a man. Yeah. That's you know, that's all I was saying. Yeah. So. But, uh, yeah, hey, good stuff, though. Absolutely. We've talked about Easton J.M. Bennett, and we've talked about Ken Island, North Carolina, and Queen Anne Stephen Decatur. When we come back, I want to talk about Colonel Richardson. That's next year. Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Hanging out with Bob Pino in an optical galleria. Summer, bye-bye. But the sun is still there, Bob, so we need to make sure that we protect our eyes with the brand-new Hook sunglasses. Well, the Hook Optics are our brand. We design the lenses, the frames. They're fantastic, and people think, oh, I don't need them. Summer's over. The sun doesn't come very high on the horizon in the fall, winter, and early spring. You're looking at glare all day long. And Hook sunglasses will protect your eyes and take away that glare. So you know what it takes to protect your eyes no matter where you are, on the water, on the football field, or even behind the wheel of your car. We designed the best product we could, so come and check us out at all three stores. They're available at an optical galleria, West Washington. 
Water Street in downtown Centerville, Harrison Street in downtown Easton, and in the Teal Marsh Plaza in West Ocean City. Or check them out online at eisenart.net or hookoptics.com. Welcome back. Time Out with Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group. This portion is sponsored by College Placement Consulting, providing invaluable college planning and high school guidance from sophomore through senior year. Let the dedicated professionals at College Placement Consulting help your child prepare for college. Go online to schedule a no-obligation appointment now at collegeplacementconsulting.com. Mark Potter, Mike Bradley, and uh, uh, real quick, a touch on the college football thing. So I checked on my daughter, you know, after they lost to Tennessee the other day. Yeah. Um, wow, what a game. And she's been talking about transferring, Okay. And the text that I sent See, her. See, just when they lose, huh? Well, no, no. It was like, and, you know, because she had been talking about, you know, transferring to Georgia. Yeah, you know, because. Wow. That's where the boy is, you know. Oh, yeah. So, but. Uh, Don't do it. So, so this is, this is how I know that it's real. Because when I text her, I said, you okay? Question mark. And she responded, yeah, I'm not crying like everybody else is around here. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. it's in her. She's done. She's cooked. She's, yeah, I think she's checked she's out. She's mentally as a checked friend. out of Tuscaloosa. But I'm sitting in snifters on Saturday night watching the game and just like, oh, God, you're just heartbroken. <laughs> now, if she does leave, and I would advise her not to. I'd advise her to stick it out. Buddy, but you I don't can't know talk all the to these kids, I'm telling you. I know. But don't. Well, anyway, does that mean you're going to take off all your Alabama? Hell no. <laughs> does that mean you have I'm to sell your Alabama stuff on that eBay? That means when Bama plays Georgia, my <laughs> ass is going to bed, going to Georgia with my Bama gear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. Well, it must be nice to hop from a top five ranked team to top five ranked team. Not <laughs> right, you, but your daughter. Right, that is, right. you know. Um, well, wow. she's not. She hasn't done it yet. But, but her boyfriend uh, goes but to I Georgia. She's an Alabama. That's crazy. Well, he, he's he's working on getting into Georgia. He was a Furman kid. Okay. So, yeah. And yeah. Uh, well, wait a minute. So, How did they meet? Uh, it's a long story. Okay. We won't even All get right. into that. I'm telling you, don't don't read, make read a change my, just read for my book. a boyfriend. Not, don't do it. In all full disclosure, it's not just <laughs> for a boyfriend. I understand. I say it's for the boyfriend. Yeah. But the question has it's been probably posed. probably a part of it, though. What if you guys break up? Are yeah. you now going to want to leave that college, yeah. too? Well, so, I'm go- I know I love Athens downtown. It's beautiful. There's so much to do. I'm like, I, oh, okay. I'm going to say something that's not going to be popular here, Mark. But chances are this will not be her life mate. Oh, yeah. Chances are you're probably right. <laughs> so don't make again, a decision based on this but guy. But again, you cannot tell these kids anything. They are going to make up their own minds. And well, they, you, you've raised them. <laughs> you cannot you got, send the tuition check you, any you got too. To, well, She's on her own at that point because she'll be 19 next year. Uh, so wow. she can finance all that crap herself. But uh, Wow. You know, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that plays out. But, <laughs> Boy, we got just all sidetracked I mean, for a second. As, as a That's dad, okay. as a dad, you'll. You'll see this with Becca, okay? I know. I know. As a dad, you want your kids to live out the dreams that they want to live out yeah. Yeah. with within reason. Yes. Okay. Yeah. If she's going to continue her education because she switched majors, she went to Alabama on a nursing major. Okay. All right. Now she's going into I think fashion marketing and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which they don't offer in Maryland. So she can go to Georgia because they offer that at Georgia. Mm-hmm. And get in-state tuition in Georgia. 
instead, you know, even though she doesn't live in Georgia and, you know, and not a resident of Georgia, she'll get in-state tuition because Maryland, the state of Maryland schools do not Something that they don't offer. I see. Right. Yeah. Okay. And they don't have gotcha, that gotcha. program over in Alabama. Okay. I understand. So th- there's more to it. But you want your kids to live out their dreams. And you do your damnedest over the first 18 years of their life to instill morals and, and you know, the rights and wrongs so that when they go off, they know the difference between right and wrong. Yeah. They're going to make mistakes. Yeah. And we you, all have. you yeah. just have to be there to support them mm-hmm. and pray that they come to you with those mistakes before it gets too bad. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so you want to have that kind of relationship with your sure. kids. And sure. I mean, you're a new dad. You're just getting started, baby. You are in for it. You are. You know, uh, did you ever hear your mom tell you, I hope that you have a child that puts you through just as much hell as yeah. you put me through? Yeah. Did you get well, that? Now, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And now, and now you understand. Yeah, and now you understand what they say about you know uh, about how concerned they are, you right. know, because you, oh, mom, don't be so concerned about me. Well, now that you have a child, now it's like, oh, now I get it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and my daughter is just like me, just like me, and that's scary as hell. <laughs> it really is because she is. She's just like me, and she wants to own her own business. She don't want to work for nobody. But I'm telling her, listen, you got to work for somebody to get the experience yeah. and then go out on your yeah. own. Well, and guess what? No matter what, you'll be working for the bank at some point. Yeah, well, you're already, you're, you, exactly. And you're never working, you know, for in, just yourself. Right. You're always right. but working But yeah, self-started, usually yeah. there's some sort of loan involved in that at yeah. some point. And, yeah. and you talk about worry about your child, you haven't worried until your daughter, and not so much my son, but until your daughter is on the road driving down 95 or 81 by herself Mm -hmm. to college. And then when they're down there, they're away. And you're just, there's so many bad things that happen in this world. Mm -hmm. That's Uh fear, baby. Gee, thank you, Mark. And concern. Why did I have a child again? (laughs) You got that to look forward to. Gee, thanks, Mark. Let's, all right. I'm sorry we got (laughs) sidetracked here. Let's talk about (laughs) Colonel Richardson. No, I'm sure that's probably (laughs) the most, uh, I guarantee you, Coach Ferragamo is going to say, that was the most entertaining part of this whole podcast. He's a, he's a, a, a big supporter and listener of the podcast. Because so. he knows. Yeah. He knows. Yeah, he he, he's lived it. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Colonel Richardson. Cameron yes. Gondek, uh, a stud. Whose parents are proud of. He's uh, done a nice job for Yes, he has. He hasn't gone off to college yet. Yeah, that's right. Uh, 18 carries, 204 yards. Yeah. He had a couple of touchdowns the other day. And he is the legit leader of that Colonel Richardson squad. Coach James Jackson talks to you every week mm-hmm. about how he makes sure that these kids are ready. Um, and Nandu is a good football team out of Virginia. They came in at 4 2. Yeah. Yeah, they did. And, and in some of their losses, they lost to some good, some tough teams. So they, they yeah, no, absolutely right. And they took uh, they took care of business. They got out to a strong lead. And then 20 they. 20 to nothing. Right. 20 nothing. They let off the gas, made mistakes, penalties. They, uh, they, they just did, kind of lost focus. But after a halftime speech, they got it together. They came out. Uh, they scored another touchdown. They held on and won. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So uh, congratulations to them. Some other stats from that uh, game, rushing-wise. Uh, Gondek, 18 carries, 204 yards. Uh, and then everybody was just clean up after that. You had uh, Colin Brewer, six carries. Uh, He's a sophomore. Uh, 31 yards. Um, you had Derek Mitchell, four carries for 17. Will Simmons, three for 24. Yeah, he's a junior. Yeah, yeah. you know, and then uh, Braden Dads at quarterback, 
three for three, 59 yards, a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And then Taron Hammond was over two with a uh, uh, with a pick. Yeah, so. he's a freshman. Uh, Dad's is a junior. But you talk about the Colonels graduating 12 seniors. They don't have a lot of seniors. I think you can maybe count in your hand. So guys like Gondick are trying to continue to let the younger kids know, hey, we have established a bar, a, a level of success here that – and we need to continue. And again, though, I've, I've said to Coach Jackson, and I've said on the air to you and all that, did you expect Colonel to be 5-2 and two after they graduated 12 seniors last year and they had all the success that they did? Did you expect that they would be able to follow that up there? I didn't. My concern for them was they opened up with a tough schedule with yeah. Seaford and Ken Island. Yeah. What was the mental makeup of that team? There were a lot of people calling for Jackson's job after that loss to Ken Island, which was absurd. Yeah, do you, yeah, you remember yeah. that? Yeah. I mean, now it that was, seems like ancient history, yeah. but you're right. It wasn't that long ago that people said, you know, that that's, uh, that staff can't get it done. And what's he right. doing losing to – do you know what you're saying? Yeah, so it, that was absurd. But now – By the way, Ken Island's number one. Yeah, they got them. They got them rebounded and rallied the troops, and they reeled off five straight. Now they have second uh, longest streak behind Ken Island. Yeah, so now they got a tough one this week against Cambridge South Dorchester, a team mm. that they beat for the first time in forever last it's like eleven uh, years. Yeah, last mm. year, and a win will set them up nicely for the playoffs. Um, because I don't expect them to beat North Carolina. Right. Um, but you never know. Yeah, anything. If Carolina plays the way that they did against uh, Kent Island, uh, it could be right. a game. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, they come in and they have a tough one against Cambridge on the road at Cambridge even. And Toby Pierce, he's had an extra week to get ready for Colonel Richardson. Yeah. And, you know, to try and and he remembers that game from last year. And he remembers what it felt like to lose that game last year. Yeah, he doesn't have the history and and, uh, and you know all yeah. of that behind, but he knows. Yeah, he knows it, it doesn't sting as badly as if it was Coleman and his coaching staff right. having done all that. But but you're right. I mean, he he at least knows of of the history that's been there with Cambridge. And you're right. The extra time to prepare, given the fact that Washington forfeited. Um, and that we could talk about that coming up. But that does, I think, give Cambridge an advantage and being at home as well. And we'll see where I put them in my power poll, which you can find at shoresportsmd.com this week in the overtime live section. But this uh, should be a really good one. And by the numbers, Mark, they're very even. I mean, they both played um, Ken Island and – I'm sorry, um, Cambridge. Yeah, they did play. They Actually, Cambridge lost to Ken Island and Wicomico and played Milford. So their three losses are to all three of those teams. Now, Milford hasn't had that great of a year, but Ken Island and Y High have on, on the Bayside uh, side of things. Colonel, their loss is right to Seaford and Ken Island. So And Seaford's had another good year so far in Delaware. They've played tough non-conference teams, and their losses are against good teams, and they've taken care of business against the teams they're supposed to. Uh, and points score, points allowed, all that, very close. And you'll be able to hear that game uh, with my buddy John Tomey, uh, 100.9, if uh, if you want to tune in uh, for that one. I think that is a Friday night game um, as well. So uh, uh, it, it's going to be a good one, no doubt about it. Now, as I mentioned earlier, you know, I, I've been fired up at times in these segments today. The – Game will be for the small school championship, the Bayside 1A championship. That's not a scrimmage. It's not a scrimmage for the playoffs. It's a 1A small school championship there. 
Just just like it could end up being that Ken Island and Queen Anne's is for the winner of the 2A3A for the uh, for the big school or large school championship. Still scrimmage. Uh, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> yeah. But, hey, again. Because the season doesn't end if they lose. Well, it doesn't mean it has They're to. They're still in the playoffs. I know, but but even if even if it was a limited amount of teams in the playoffs, it it, it would still matter that you win the championship. So Cambridge is in the one A two A. All right, and currently but we've had teams lose in those games in years past to still make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, and four three, four and three, and then of course Colonel Richardson is five and two. Is five and two. Not sure what Bo Manor did this past week. I think yeah. they won. But they, um, they were like five and one coming into this yeah, week. Yeah, Bo Manor was five week. and one, and and um, Colonel Richardson was four and two, and then you have Green Street Academy, one of those uh, throw together schools uh, out of Baltimore, <laughs> probably. So. Um, yeah, I've never heard of that. I, I mean, either. other than checking the points, I I think that's a fairly new And score. they're only yeah. playing an eight-game schedule. Yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And, uh, you know, congratulations. A, a great job by the coaching staff there at Colonel Richardson. And uh, looking forward to, to seeing the result of that game on Friday night. Yeah. Mark, I'll just say, Mark, if Colonel should win again, Drive to Federalsburg and tell them, you guys, you only want a scrimmage. Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> go tell them that. <laughs> it's a game, but, but still. Go tell them. Mark, go but tell them that. See what if, they say. If they lose, Coach Jackson's going to tell them, listen, the game didn't mean anything. We should have won, but you know it what? It did mean something. It didn't mean anything. It Let's did. get ready to play North Carolina I don't think he's going to be Friday. saying that. I don't think he's going to be saying that. Okay. I, I think it, it does matter. And you tell Kay if Cambridge wins. Tell Cambridge that, that, meant, that that's just a scrimmage, that getting revenge from last year, that means nothing, that one. Winning the base out 1A, that's nothing. Means it just nothing. means that they get the, you know, the whatever they, I don't think they have a cup or anything, but they need to, they need to. Well, they de- used to have the, the they, WWF belt, right? Yeah, they, they need to develop something for that one, you yeah. know, whether the uh, the Route 16 championships or something. Yeah. I, I don't well, know. But, all right, well, we can agree to disagree yeah, on that. So, right. uh, but hey, King County got a win this week, their first one of the year. Yeah, yeah, and, and. Not to pat myself on the back, but I will. I picked that. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm fired up today, Mark. I'm fired up today. And so yeah. I'm, I'm going to toot my own horn. But I uh, I picked that game. But look, Kent County coming in all seriousness, they came in having lost to Cambridge 16-6. to They lost to Colonel Richardson 20-7. to They had played those teams really tough. You felt like they were turning the corner. And go check their schedule. They had to play Queen Anne's, mm-hmm. Easton. They had some tough teams that they had to play, uh, and I think there's one other team in there that they played that may have been a two-way, uh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I mean, so their schedule has been really tough, so the record wasn't necessarily indicative of how good or poor a team that they were, but they came out and they scored big time. I mean, they didn't just score. They scored to 46. the tune of 40, I thought it was 49. But oh, maybe it was 49. Yeah, 49-26 yeah. was the final that I had here. But they came out and they took care of business, and uh, Snow Hill's defense has struggled all year. They took advantage of it, and uh, Coach Summerfield said, we ran some different tweaks of the run game, or, or they added some run tweaks, I should say, some jet option, some dives, some sweeps that they hadn't shown before that Snow Hill wasn't prepared for, and they, they ran Well, ran I think when, when you, you mentioned their schedule, I mean, they opened up with Bo Manor, lost 48 nothing. That Bo Manor's the good team. Yeah, this yeah. Year. Then yeah. They, they lost to Easton, 42-7. Good lost team. Lost to North Carolina, 42-6. Yeah, still lost, a 2 but Lost yeah. to Queen Anne's, 46-26. Yeah, good team. Lost to Cambridge, 16-6. Yeah. Lost to Colonel, 20-7. And then able to score a 49-26 win 
over Snow Hill. They have Washington, if they play that game on Thursday, which right now it's scheduled to be played. Uh, and then they finish with Parkside for the final time. So, you know, and that's they could end up with two wins, maybe three. Depends on if Brenda Riley can get those uh, Rams straightened out in Salisbury. Yeah, I, I would still have the Rams as a favorite in that game as Absolutely. of now. But with Kent County, it's great to see that uh, they're playing competitively and playing against similar teams that have paid off for them. And that's a Snow Hill team that had two wins coming in. So that was a winless Snow Hill team. And it was on the road, too. And uh, Coach Downing of Snow Hill said, Mike, we're young defense, we're light. They took advantage of it, and they got it done. And, you know, Coach Somerville has changed the offense. I mean, they're more of a ground-based attack. Uh, they're not the spread, up-tempo offense that Coach Aiken had him running. And give credit to the defense. They did enough to keep uh, Snow Hill uh, from, uh, you know, from getting too close. And Snow Hill had a lot of trickery, especially at the end of the game they threw in there. Absolutely. Looking forward to uh, watching Kent County's progress as we work down towards the end of the year. Uh, real quick, I want to talk about a couple other things at the high school level. Uh, Queen Ants, you know, yeah, they're having a good football season, but their field hockey team, still unbeaten, beat Sussex Tech over the weekend 2-1. They're 9-0 and on the year. You look and you've got uh, St. Peter Paul beat Indian River uh, over the uh, weekend as well, back wow. on Friday. And they are 9-1, and mm. okay? Their one loss came to Gunston, and then they turned around and beat Gunston last week. The Gunston and St. Peter Paul will play Wednesday for the Asiac Championship, Conference Championship, and uh, we'll, we'll see who wins that. Um, but uh, the, have any predictions? Where it's going to be played, I'm not really sure. Okay. Because it's going to be a coin flip. Um, because oh. they each beat each other. Right. Um, I think St. Peter and Paul pulls it off. Okay. I, I really do. I think they end up they end up beating Gunston. Um, Gunston's really good. But we'll see if uh, if Saints Peter and Paul has what it takes to do just that. Uh, also, uh, volleyball, Queen Anne's volleyball, unbeaten so far this year. Them and Snow Hill, both unbeaten, and those two don't play during the regular season. Mm -hmm. They'll well, meet two A one A right. Yeah. Well, well, what it is is they have they not Snow Hill. I'm sorry, North Dorchester. Okay, they have North Dorchester playing in the South Bayside. So oh, North Dorchester mm -hmm. and Queen Anne's would meet mm -hmm. in the Bayside Championship game, which will be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, as it looks like that's probably the way it's going to turn out. If you recall, uh, back when the season started, we talked about Queen Anne's losing two, Queen Anne's girls soccer, losing two straight and opening up 0-2. They're now 8-2, uh, and two. you know, eight wins in a row, and they're playing amazing and, and getting it done. So, uh, yeah. you know, congratulations to them. Um, when you look at uh, boys soccer, uh, Ken Island, they're they're the cream of the crop here in the north, and I think it's I think it's been Parkside uh, down south in both boys and girls soccer that uh, are looking really good. So, who was the now uh, coach? Is it Coach Andy White that retired? Yeah, was he, was he with Parkside? He, he or? was the athletic director and coach at Parkside. At, yeah. at Parkside, we'll yeah. have to have him on at some point, so. but. I don't know who took over for him right. as a head soccer coach, presumably an in-house hire, an yeah, assistant I think coach. It was an assistant coach that took it. It yeah. would make sense yeah. to try to groom somebody. Yeah. Uh, but no surprise the Parkside's continue, although still, that's a big loss with coach. Yeah, know? Andy Hall had been there for years. Andy 
Hall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He yep. had been yep. there for years. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, well, didn't they win a state championship last year in his final yes, year? Or was it two did. years yeah. ago? No, no. Yeah. You're exactly right. Yeah. So, um, so it's good to see that. When we come back for this final segment, I want to talk about Bayside Youth Football. We've got that next here. Time Out with Short Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group. If someone you know is exhibiting signs of depression or withdrawal, take time to connect. Ask, are you okay? Listen closely and without judgment. Share mental health resources. For All Seasons Behavioral Health and Rape Crisis Center is here for anyone struggling with a mental health challenge. Visit forallseasonsinc.org. That's forallseasonsinc.org. It's okay to ask for help. For All Seasons is here for you. And this portion of the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast is brought to you by For All Seasons Behavioral Health and Rape Crisis Center, providing outpatient mental health, psychiatric, education, and rape crisis services to the English and Spanish-speaking communities, regardless of one's ability to pay. More info at forallseasonsinc.org. All right, let's talk Bayside Youth Football. We really haven't had a chance to talk much about them this year. No, but um, you fit in some JV earlier, JV yeah. Bayside, so let's fit in yeah, the youth. so yeah. we'll put in the youth. Uh, uh, Dorchester played host, the Dorchester Vikings played host at Cambridge South Dorchester High School on Saturday in the 9U South Carolina and Snow Hill. Uh, Snow Hill won that one 21 to nothing. Snow, wow. Snow Hill is pretty darn impressive this year as they've joined the Bayside. In the other 9U game that was held at South Carolina, it featured Talbot North Carolina. North Carolina won that one 13 to 6. So North Carolina and Snow Hill will meet up this week. Uh, I don't know where the games are being played yet, but. Uh, but yeah, so and that's so important, Mark. I'm glad that you're doing this, and, and we do need to do it more often because these are the feeders. Yeah, these absolutely. are the feeders to the JV, and we talk about some of these freshmen that have skipped JV or maybe make it to a practice or a scrimmage and then get plucked from JV to varsity. Some of these kids that you're seeing eventually, they, they're, they're the ones that could be playing as a freshman, and that's good news for Snow Hill. I hope that that means the future is going to be bright for them down the line. The Chesapeake Piranhas from Ken Island. Yeah, they had two teams that uh, were competing in the playoffs over the weekend in the 7U they played the Salisbury Clovers uh, Salisbury Clovers easily advancing to the championship game 30 to nothing in the other 7U was North Carolina and Talbot North Carolina beat Talbot 20 to 7 so it'll be a North Carolina Salisbury Clovers uh, seven U championship game. Now the Clovers is that the Salvation Army team? Clo- no, I think they're. they're I'm Just not sure where in Salisbury they are. Yeah, but there's yeah. a couple of teams in yeah, town there. Yeah. Though. yeah. Uh, at the eleven U, uh, Snow Hill beat Talbot twenty-eight nothing, and Ch- uh, Dorchester beat the Piranhas forty to nothing. Wow. Dorchester's been looking very good at eleven U this year, as is Snow Hill. So that should be a good championship game. Um, with Snow Hill and Dorchester. In the 13U, a lot of these kids will be moving up to high school next year. Mm -hmm. Uh, You had Talbot and South Carolina. Uh, South Carolina won that contest 33-7. And then Kent County beat Dorchester in a good game, 20-13. Oh, okay. So it'll be Kent County and South Carolina 
in the championship game at the 13U level. So it's Kent County and Colonel Richardson, essentially. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. and, and Kent's been very good over the years. It just hasn't translated into Interesting, into yeah. their football program. Yeah. So. Well, that's where Coach Aiken had been with the youth right. and then took the head job but then stepped away before well, the start of the season. He's with the AYCF, with the uh, okay. Queen Anne's uh, Younger Lions. Um, with the Queen Anne Lions youth group that does not compete with the Bayside. Okay, so, so that's you have, you have Ken yeah. Island, okay. um, you have uh, uh, Easton, you have the Ridgely Denton, you know, Caroline North, Caroline South, um, and then Dorchester. And then, of course, you also add in uh, the uh, the teams down Snow Hill and the Salisbury Clovers, Clovers yeah. as well. Okay. So, but a great year. Lots to keep track of. Yeah, it, it really <laughs> is. So, but uh, we do thank the uh, Bayside Youth Football. They have been a supporter of Overtime Long Live time. for like the last seven or eight years. Yeah, they certainly Maybe have been. nine. So, yeah. but uh, you know, we appreciate their support as well. And hopefully, they're getting all the young years to ninety four three Winks FM on yeah. Friday nights. Yes, of course. I want. Mike Bradley to talk about me and <laughs> Mark Potter. So, you know, it, it's funny you say that because Mike Bradley might have a chance to do a game, some a playoff game sometime in November. Um, so, so uh, where you're out and about uh, doing play-by-play. Yeah. So. Although, I don't know, after the last couple of weeks, uh, I, I may have to watch my back on the sidelines. I may not be welcome at some of these facilities, you know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, uh, listen, a busy week of sports coming up. Get out to your local high school sporting events doesn't just have to be football it can be all of them sure yeah they need your support as well um, my JV team is going down for a, uh, a midday nooner at, at Decatur, 3 o'clock start time. Is that right? Oh, my God, yes. So going to try to be there for that one. We'll see what I can do. That, that I'm going to be, be there good. Wednesday doing an interview as it is. Oh, we'll okay, yeah. Thursday. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I actually might be able to make that happen. It's got to be a long day at work for me anyway. So. I, I'm just hoping that, uh, you know, the Decatur boys take it easy on us. I mean, you know. Now, what's that kind of mentality? Well, it's a scrimmage. Uh <laughs> Yeah, but actually, for you guys, it, 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 there is a is there a JV championship? No, no, unfortunately. But with no playoffs, a, shouldn't there be? I, I would love it if we had like a, a JV playoff where you had like the top four teams from the base. I got together and played it out. That's is there a, any reason? That's why? a great idea, Mike. Is there a reason they can, is there a reason why they can't do that? Absolutely, there can't be a reason. I think they should do it. <laughs> I think that would be. Wait a minute! You're playing with me, or why is that a bad idea? No, it's not. I love the idea. Okay, it's awesome. Okay, I thought you were being sarcastic here. No. So or at uh, least whoever the top team is gets to win the champion. I mean, at minimum, at minimum, right? Yeah, something. No, I, I agree with you. I'm I'm in full cahoots with you. Um, <laughs> listen, a couple early JV games this week. You know, we talked about the the varsity games and what have you. North Carolina's at Parkside Wednesday. Why High at Queen Anne's on Wednesday. Uh, Ken Island at Bennett on Wednesday. Uh, and then we go to De- uh, Decatur for a nice 3 o'clock afternoon game. Might have, maybe Coastal Smokehouse will be n- n- nice to serve up a nice lunch for me or something before the game. Um, and then uh, Parkside is going to be playing host. I wonder how they're doing that. Hmm. Well, that's the 24th. That's next week. That's why. Okay. So, yeah. So, there's your slate of uh, JV games. No word about Cambridge South Dorchester. I guess they're going to have a couple of weeks to get ready. Uh, for for my team for, the, for, the, the, for the, the season, they'll yeah. be sitting there at the Decatur game. Yeah. Um. So, but the top JV teams in in, in the Bayside, Queen Anne's, Decatur, Caroline. Well, can I, don't leave out 
uh, don't leave out. Um, uh, well, I'm not trying to leave out anybody. I'm just Ken trying Island, to, Well, that's why know, I'm asking. Parkside, it's a mumble jumble. I was going to you know, say, it yeah. does seem like a lot of teams are all in the mix there. That yeah. there's, there's a lot of parity there. It, there is. Okay. It's, there's a lot of, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a big mumble jumble of uh, okay. of things there. Okay. You know, I mean. And you guys got the win last week against yeah, Bennett. Yeah, so we're like, what are we, three and four. Okay. Yeah, three and four. Okay. So, um, you know, I think Ken Island contracts on the line the next yeah, couple yeah. weeks. <laughs> Fire me! <laughs> Fire me! <laughs> yeah, Griffin's already told me you're not going nowhere. <laughs> so you better get your vacations planned ahead oh, yeah, of time next, next year. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, man, we're really gonna have to do some planning next year for all of us here. Yeah. So, because yeah. uh, I, I didn't get out to the Bayside teams, I want I didn't get out to any teams during summer practice. Yeah. Now again, a baby was a big reason for that, but we'll uh, we'll try baby to figure that out. Baby changes everything. Year. Yeah. But I have extra vacation time next year, so I'm going to try to work that out. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah. So, Ten-year employee now. There you so. go. Oh, man. You're, you're uh, vested. So, <laughs> yeah, just know that you're vested with Overtime Live. It didn't get you anything, but you're vested. So, <laughs> yeah. all right. Well, listen, we appreciate y'all listening and uh, being a part of this today. Greatly appreciated. Make sure you go on to uh, shoresportsmd.com. We will have a preview up of both coaches this week, uh, barring any technical difficulties. Thank you, Mark. Uh, we'll, yes. uh, we'll also, uh, you know, we'll have you'll be able to find Mike's uh, power poll as well as his picks later in the week, yeah. and because uh, he's got a whole slate of games on Wednesday to pick, so we'll get. I mean, Thursday, right? So we'll get those we'll, picks we'll on Wednesday at some point. Yeah, and by the way. Send your tweets to Mike at ShoresportsMD.com, or you can screenshot them and email them to Mike at ShoresportsMD.com. I'm not on Twitter, but if you have a comment for yours truly, please feel free to email. Yeah, he, you know, Mike's disappointed he <laughs> hasn't gotten many emails. So, you know, pick against him. If you want yeah. to pick the games, feel free to send them to Mike. He'll put them in his... Uh, uh, in his little yeah. uh, picks piece. Yeah. Or, you know? or give me your own rankings and right. tell me why. We'll be happy to do that. Yeah. I, that would be great. We would love that kind of interaction. Being all you know, serious for a second, we would love that. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Mike at ShoresportsMD.com. If you'd like to sponsor the podcast or Overtime Live, it's Mark at ShoresportsMD.com. And, uh, again, check it out and share this podcast. We need more people listening, and we thank you for spending uh, the last uh, hour and 17 minutes with us. Have a great day. Got anything else you want to add? No, just thanks for listening. And, uh, hey, looking forward to counting down the final few weeks here at the Bayside. And if nothing else that you learned today, learn that a baby changes everything. Have a great day. <laughs> You've been listening to the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Look for another timeout soon here on ShoresportsMD.com.